from Wall Street to the White House. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. As always, great to be with you. By the way, you can live stream us on the Internet. LarryKudlowShow.com. LarryKudlowShow.com. Runs throughout the country, around the world, throughout the solar system. We have continued ratings increases in the solar system. Fantastic stuff. And by the way, during the week, uh, join us, please. Fox Business Network, FBN. Name the show's Cudlow. 4 to 5 p.m. every day. Lots of fun. Same stuff. We are looking at a tremendous late surge by the Republicans in the congressional races for November 8th, the midterms. Everywhere. All of a sudden, everything seems to be breaking, and the cavalry is coming. The cavalry is coming. I've been saying it for months and months and months. And now the polling is starting to show it. And I want to talk about that because it will have a very profound effect. This country is going in the wrong direction. We're going to move away from socialism and back towards free market capitalism. I'm sorry that our cousins in Britain are going the wrong way. We'll talk about that much later in the show, but I'm not so worried about Britain. I'm more worried about the United States, America, the greatest country in the world. I'm actually looking at real clear politics, the aggregator of their polls. They are now showing in the Senate a GOP pickup of three, 53 Republicans, 47 Democrats. And in the House... A big pickup, you'd have 219 leading Republican, 205 Democrat, 11 toss-ups. They're going to do better than 219, believe. They'll get they'll get themselves up to 230. They won 15 the last time. They're going to win 20 this time for a pickup of 35. Here in New York, Lee Zeldin is now pulled even with uh, Kathy Hochul. Lee will be on the show. In a few moments, actually up in Connecticut, my pal Leora Levy is only down five to Richard Blumenthal, who's been uh, voting socialist, Green New Deal, big spending, high taxing, big one of the biggest hypocrites in the Senate. He's been there forever, tremendous hypocrite. He's a rich guy, just runs around talking about left-wing stuff. So it's very interesting, very positive. The cavalry is coming. Now, I want to talk about Joe Biden because I think – In many ways, this wave, which is developing, is a direct revolt against Joe Biden's big government socialism, his uh, far-left radical Green New Deal, his uh, regulatory assault, not only on fossil fuels. We're going to have former Energy Secretary Rick Perry on uh, at the half hour. But uh, people are rejecting Joe Biden. They are rejecting Joe Biden. And I want to say... We saw more evidence of why people are rejecting Joe Biden. I mean, look, it's not, I mean, yes, of course, inflation is the number one issue. Every poll shows that. And the GOP, as I've said many times, has to pound away on the big spending, anti-fossil fuel, uh, over-regulating, high taxing, all of which causes high inflation which Biden has repeatedly denied and has been proven wrong. The inflation number is actually getting worse, not better. But putting that aside, I think there's a second issue here, and that is 
people have completely lost confidence in Joe Biden. And one of the reasons they have completely lost confidence in him and his ability to right the ship, which is obviously going in the wrong direction, is the guy won't tell the truth about anything. He's just become the phony in chief. And we saw it this week a couple times. He had a presser on Thursday and a presser on Friday. On Thursday, he actually stands up there and tells folks that he's never stopped the production of oil and gas. And the problem with high energy prices is the oil companies. And he said they're sleeping. Now, that is just the most incredibly stupid thing I've ever heard. Oil company. these are, by the way, some of the greatest companies in America and around the world. We have the greatest energy industry in the world. And, and by the way, also, these leading energy companies, which are very well run, which employ 11 million people in, in the U.S., 11 million people, they're the ones who are going to lead us towards renewables. Okay? Yeah, they produce oil and gas. God bless them. And we're going to need oil and gas for the next 100 years. We're going to need natural gas for 100 years. But they're the ones who are going to develop the wind farms. They're the ones who are going to develop the uh, solar systems, which is not an easy thing to do and will require carbon-related construction. They're the ones who are going to figure out how to pipeline it. They're way ahead of the pack. So they're on both sides. They've done a great job on this. But it takes time. And you're not going to overthrow oil and gas overnight the way Biden keeps talking about. That's what his whole Green New Deal climate change nonsense. So he's out there attacking the oil companies saying the problem is they're not producing enough. And then he says, I've not done anything to stop them from producing. Well, of course he has. He has spent two years doing everything he can to stop leasing, to stop permitting, to stop fracking, to stop pipelining, everything. I mean, it's just as clear as day. I mean, on the on the TV show, we ran the clips going all the way back to the campaign in 2020 when he said he was going to end fossil fuels. I mean, this is <laughs> now he's up there Thursday saying it's not my fault. I didn't want to stop him. And then he says, well, we're producing more oil than we ever have before. It's just a flat-out lie. The numbers are from the Energy Information Agency, by the way, in the Energy Department. We are producing 11.8 million barrels a day, 11.8 million barrels a day. Pre-pandemic, under President Trump, we were producing over 13 million barrels a day. And the Energy Information Agency, back in 2020, pre-pandemic, just before the roof fell in, said by 2022, we should be at 14 million barrels a day. And by 2023, we should be at 15 million barrels a day. And you would assume with prices high that these uh, energy companies would want to produce more. But the reason they're not is they can't get the permits, which is the clamping point. That's how the Bidens have regulated fossil fuels. And, of course, the pipelines have been stuck, right, beginning with the Keystone. The day was inaugurated. He stopped the Keystone pipe. So uh, here's my point. 
Joe Biden, I mean, I don't like to say this. All right. I'm, you know, I have served two presidents in my life. It's a wonderful blessing opportunity. I don't like to call presidents liars. But Joe Biden has a habit of lying. And people see through it. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to the office of the presidency. Believe me, I've spent a good chunk of my life working in government and then talking following government. But he is fraudulent and phony and comes out like he did Thursday when everybody knows he has spent two years attacking oil and gas companies and trying to prevent them from operating. And that's why prices are high. I know prices are down. I mean, I'm going to get to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in a minute. Rick Perry is going to talk about that, former energy secretary. I mean, we've played right into Vladimir Putin's hands, haven't we? All prices were 40 50 bucks when Trump left office. Now they're, you know, 85 They got as high as 125 We're depleting the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is there for an emergency to stop an OPEC, an Arab OPEC oil embargo or other natural disasters. He's running that down, and he's never going to be able to refill it $70 a barrel. Trump wanted to refill it at $20 a barrel, and Schumer and Pelosi wouldn't let him. But my point is, you cannot have a president who acts faces the American people, and lies. That's the theme here. It's a character flaw, and people see right through it. If you don't play straight with the American folks, the voters, everybody, working folks, if you don't play straight and you don't acknowledge you have a problem, in this case, skyrocketing energy prices, by the way, it's the home heating fuel, electricity, utility bills. It's going to be a cold winter, especially here in the Northeast because the pipeline problem, we're importing expensive Russian gas. Do you love that? We're now going to Venezuela, that freedom-loving, America-loving country. Really? Venezuela? It's a communist country. It's run by the Cuban secret police. Or Iran? We're playing footsie with Iran I had former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on the TV show yesterday. Really? Iran? This is crazy stuff. And Biden won't admit it. So people see this and they say, we got a problem. Our household budgets are getting killed. The economy is getting killed. The inflation rate is out of control. And this guy is blaming all companies when it was he who shut them down. Turn the spigots off. You think people don't know this? Of course they do. But they also know if he's not being honest about it, he'll never solve the problem. If he keeps chirping about some overnight miracle for renewables, wind and solar, that's not going to do it. It's going to take 50 years to do that stuff. And you don't shut down oil and gas until you have an alternative structure. We don't have an alternative structure, and everybody knows that. And you're not going to throw 11 million people out of work. That's a problem. It's a problem of character and a problem of confidence. There is no confidence in this president 
on virtually any subject at all. So inflation is the number one issue. Economy is the number one issue. Recession is the number one issue. Then you get to crime, which is a huge issue, particularly in the big cities, especially here in New York, where Lee Zeldin's going to beat Kathy Hochul. But if a president is not square and honest with American folks, if a president tries to lie his or her way out of the problem, people shrug their shoulders and say, this is not the guy. And here's what they do. They vote for checks and balances. They vote for a Republican House and Senate so Biden's mistakes and wrong direction will be checked and stopped. And that's what's happening. And that's what these polls are telling us. I'm not poll-driven. I mean, I've been talking about the cavalry coming for months and months. You all know that. Here on the radio, which I love to death, and also on the TV show. But the numbers are starting to pan out now. And I think it's, you know, yes, it's inflation. Yes, it's the economy. Yes, it's crime. And then you can go on from there. Yes, it's the open borders. Yes, it's the fact that we won't let parents in the schools to get their kids a decent education with choice and decent curriculum. All these things. All these things. But at bottom, root cause, Biden has lost the confidence of the American people. And he will never get it back. And the first step in this revolt is to provide, vote in a Republican Congress, both House and Senate, to check and stop Biden. That is the key theme. I'm going to take a quick break. I want to come back and talk about his lies yesterday on budget deficits and spending. My name's Kudlow. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. So I want to continue this um, the loss of confidence in, in President Biden because he's not a truth teller. And he makes so many fraudulent, phony, incorrect statements. And he's just, uh, nobody believes him anymore. And if you don't believe the guy, you're not going to. You're not going to believe that he can fix things, and we're all going in the wrong direction. Let's talk about yesterday. Biden comes out. we got some new budget numbers and talks about this $1.4 trillion decline in the budget deficit, uh, which, by the way, is true. The deficit uh, for the fiscal year 21 uh, came in – I'm sorry, for the fiscal year 22 uh, – which is September 30th. Anyway, $1.4 trillion drop. True. But he had nothing to do with it. Now, I'm not just being catty here. The whole reason for the fall in the deficit was because the COVID emergency spending finally runs off by law. Okay? Now, here's the thing. If Mr. Biden had his way, he would have increased through the Build Back Better bill at least $4 trillion. But at least for a while, Joe Manchin stopped it. Then Manchin caved into this uh, miniature BBB, which is called the Inflation Reduction Act, which did a lot of spending on its own. But the point is, Biden's making himself out to be this, you know, fiscal tough guy. He had nothing to do with it. 
and he wanted to make it worse. Now, here's the analysis. In the two years that he has been president, and and I'm going to say this does not come from me. This comes from a nonpartisan group, uh, Maya McGinnis. Uh, She runs the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. Maya McGinnis, I know her, very capable. It's a mainstream group. It's not left. It's not right. And she reminds us that the entirety of the decline in the deficit between 21 and 22 can be attributed to the ending of the temporary COVID relief. Okay. She also adds to that the deficit would have been uh, $400 billion even lower had the Bidens not gone into this inflationary regressive student debt cancellation plan, okay, which is essentially the, the have-nots paying for the haves. Crazy idea. More on that in a moment. But then she goes back and looks at the whole story, all these bills, the Relief Act of March of 21, the so-called Green New Deal Infrastructure Act. Uh, you can add on to that the uh, bailout of Silicon Valley, the Semiconductor Act. That was $300 billion. Anyway, she notes that the president and his party approved nearly $5 trillion of new borrowing and deficits over the next uh, 10 years. This was done in the past two years. In other words, COVID emergency has run down, and that lowered the deficit by $1.4 trillion. But all these spending bills, which have caused the inflation problem on the fiscal side, have actually added $5 trillion in borrowing, in deficits. And those chickens will come home to roost. And Biden, of course, won't talk about that. And that is part of his problem. And then he sort of goes on. He says, well, this is the biggest deficit reduction in history. Well, that's not true. Now, he also compares himself to my former boss, Donald Trump. I will just say that uh, in 2017, 2018, and 2019, before the pandemic uh, came crashing down, and Trump had a lot of, we had a lot of emergency spending, we had to, the deficit averaged about $800 billion a year. Now, that's too big. I get that. But the fact remains, uh, it's a lot smaller than the $1.4 trillion that Biden's talking about. And the $1.4 trillion is going to rise to 6 or $7 trillion and maybe as much as $10 trillion in the next 10 years because of all the spending they've done. You follow? Congressional Budget Office... At the beginning of the Biden administration, priced out the spending plans before the policies and said we're going to have $14.5 trillion in the next 10 years of deficits and borrowing. That has been raised because of all these spending bills. It's caused the inflation. The CBO has jacked it up to $19 trillion, $19 trillion. So that's nearly the $5 trillion. Then... Biden has really the gall to say, well, if the Republicans take Congress, they're going to increase the deficit by $3 trillion. What? $3 trillion? Where, where does that number come from? What? He just makes that up. 
actually, if you listen to Kevin McCarthy and their roadmap for their policies, GOP takes over, they want to rescind the new spending. They want to rescind the tax hikes. They want to rescind the war, the regulatory war against fossil fuels. The GOP doesn't want to spend more. They would take back the whole $5 trillion if they could. Biden just makes this up out of thin air. He gives you phony numbers, and then he says that the Republicans, it's just there's no truth to it, and people don't believe it. And that's why the cavalry is coming. We're going to take a break and talk to former Energy Secretary and Texas Governor, my dear friend Rick Perry. Uh, stay with us. Lots more to do. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. 